so welcome everyone to today's webinar. I'm so excited that you were able to join us this morning. We'll be walking through, as Sabrina said, uh, that, that elusive transition from NAV to Business Central. Uh, so Sabrina did a great job introducing uh, me. Um, as she said, I am the director of both Dynamics 365 Business Central as well as the NAV practice here at Stonerich Software. Uh, and I manage the resources that are responsible for implementations, upgrades, and ongoing support to both of those products. So let's dive in. Let's look at what's on the agenda for today's webinar. Uh, so we're going to start by talking about the, the latest Dynamics 365 news that we've seen from Microsoft and, and others in the Microsoft community. There's been a significant number of exciting announcements over the last six months, uh, all culminating in this April 2019 release. So we'd like to spend some time covering those exciting announcements. And then we're going to dive into the topic, why upgrade? Uh, so talking about the opportunity in front of you and your organization and why it might be time to look at taking that next step to the cloud or to Business Central. Uh, we'll do a little bit of a show and tell, so I will actually jump into the application and show you a, a handful of features as well as walk through the role center. I think it's it's helpful to put context around uh, what the application itself actually looks like uh, as we're talking about this, this type of initiative. Certainly there's cost considerations uh, to any upgrade and we'd like to talk about those and provide insight into uh, what you might expect looking at an upgrade for, for your business. And then lastly, but certainly not least, we'll talk about preparing your team. Uh, if you're thinking about an upgrade project, there's a couple of areas in the application where your team can start setting the stage or, or setting the table, as it were, uh, for a successful project. So uh, we'll talk about a couple of those key areas and some opportunities for you and your team to begin work uh, preparing for this initiative. So what do we hear from Microsoft? We hear from Microsoft that this is the proverbial last upgrade, that this transition to the cloud is really an exciting opportunity uh, to have everybody on the same version, that moving to Business Central will allow all users across uh, the broader Business Central ecosystem to be on the same application. There's several benefits to having all of the users within a community uh, leveraging the same version of the application from you know, cross-knowledge sharing to the extensions that we'll talk about a little bit later in the broadcast. Uh, always being in lockstep with Microsoft updates. This is an amazing opportunity to uh, increase your return on your investment. So as those upgrades or updates are made available to your application, having the opportunity to pull those in uh, without going through a broader upgrade process so that you can get value faster um, and more consistently from the application. And lastly, the opportunity uh, to have the predictable schedule uh, for those updates. So today we've seen that those updates from Microsoft, there are minor releases that are released monthly. Those are uh, small bug fixes or small opportunities to enhance the application. 
And as I just mentioned, those are release monthlies. And then we see the major updates that are now in sync with the other Microsoft Dynamics updates that are coming in a spring release and a fall release. So we see updates uh, available to major release versions the first week of April, as well as uh, in October each calendar year. And that aligns with the, the other application updates that are being pushed out. So really an opportunity for your organization to uh, quote unquote, get in sync with Microsoft and make sure that you're able to schedule then those upgrades outside of business hours load them into Sandbox, and then make sure that you're able to more rapidly take advantage of those major releases. Um, and that, that predictability and that scheduling flexibility is something that is coming with the April 2019 Business Central release, so something that we are very excited about and I think is going to be a real game changer for Business Central. When we couple sort of this idea of the evergreen ERP application, the application that is that is uh, in sync with Microsoft, where we've got users on the same version, we've got that little bit of flexibility around the predictably scheduled uh, updates that come out um, with this new architecture that we see. There's really kind of a, I'd like to call it a one-two punch, right? So. Moving away from those Cal code customizations, so folks that are on Dynamics NAV today that have a little bit of uh, technical prowess might know that today within the application, we see uh, any code customizations done in Cal code. In the future, in Business Central, uh, all of our customizations are actually performed in AL code and they are extension based, meaning that they look for event triggers within the application to then run through code uh, or customizations that sit outside the core application code uh, to modify a business process uh, or to create new triggers that then would create uh, different impacts downstream for that data or that workflow. That's pretty significant when you think about upgrades of years past. So if you've been through a NAV on-prem upgrade, you know that there's the code customization conversion that has to happen, the data conversion upgrade that has to happen. All of those things then require extensive user testing in preparation for go live. As we look to Business Central and that extension-based model, that means that we're able to take advantage of updates to the core code because the extensions will still fire on the trigger events without disrupting uh, your business and, and requiring extensive user testing. Certainly, we'd still recommend testing those extensions prior to pushing those major releases to your production environment. But at a high level, thinking about that really fundamental difference in the way that we're, we're customizing the application, now extending the application in the future, is a, is a really key piece of the architecture within Business Central. Uh, so I just uh, soapboxed for a, for a moment there about the, the way that that enables frequent updates. Uh, but the other thing that I want to talk about is the citizen developer platform. So this concept of low or no code custom apps. So in addition to extensions that can be written on a per tenant basis, meaning an extension that's specific to you and your organization, you also have the opportunity to download apps from AppSource. So you have access to a plethora of third-party applications, uh, some of which are free, uh, others which come at a fee or a subscription fee, um, but being able to extend the application through commonly used apps 
uh, just like you would with your cell phone. Um, in, in conjunction with the app source offerings, the per tenant extensions, we then also have the opportunity with Business Central to leverage other Microsoft uh, features such as Flow or Power Apps to make the application provide even more value to the end users that are leveraging the application. So let's then think about that ever important question, why upgrade? Uh, one of my colleagues put together this graphic, the, the carrot or the proverbial stick, and in this case, the stick looks like a rather large bat. Um, so as we think about that question, right, why upgrade? Uh, you know, more often we're thinking about the stick versus the carrot, so let's start there. If you are on Dynamics NAV 5.0 Service Pack 1, you are on a no longer supported version of, of NAV. Um, if you are on NAV 2009 Service Pack 1 or NAV 2009 R2, you've got extended Microsoft support for about a year, but your mainstream support uh, has come and gone. And if you're on NAV 2013 or 2013 R2, again, your mainstream support has expired, uh, but you've got extended support for a few more years. And then for those folks joining today that are on NAV 2015 or current, you can see the runway you've got for mainstream support versus extended report. For those of you who haven't memorized the difference between Microsoft Mainstream support and Microsoft Extended support, I thought it would be important for us to talk about exactly what that means. So when we talk about Microsoft Mainstream support, Microsoft is releasing cumulative updates uh, that may include new features, includes fixes for issues that are reported that are non-security related, uh, in, as well as security updates and security fixes. And you can still contact Microsoft support. For those of you who have seen their mainstream support expired, what can you expect from extended support? So Microsoft isn't releasing cumulative updates with any new features. Uh, they're not fixing any non-security issues. Really, all they're releasing is security updates in those cumulative updates. Um, and you can access Microsoft support, but in order to do so, you've, you've got an annual fee uh, as well as a per-incident charge for any non-security issue that we would escalate up through to Microsoft. Typically, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you that's something that we see pretty uncommonly and typically you're operating as if you're in this no support bucket, right? It's, it's you and us together in the boat uh, and we're trying to keep the water out. Um, there's no security bug patches coming from Microsoft. Uh, you're typically working directly with consultants and um, scary as it may sound, we're on our own, right? We're trusting that together we can keep that application running for your business, um, but we don't have a clear escalation path to Microsoft uh, for those folks where extended support has expired. So that's enough of the stick. Let's talk about the carrot. So this is where I get really excited um, when we talk about Business Central within the Microsoft Cloud. I think this graphic is so incredibly powerful as we think about Microsoft Dynamics 365 Business Central 
at the center of the cloud and all of the things that we can leverage when we move to cloud-based technology, uh, including, and I will call out with heavy emphasis, that direct connection to Microsoft 365, so those Office 365 products that users within your organization are already leveraging to do their day-to-day -day jobs. That's integration with Outlook to send and receive transactions. Uh, that's direct integration with Microsoft Excel. So, so for those individuals within your organization that are responsible for reporting, whether that's ad hoc reporting or monthly or quarterly reporting, uh, the ability to get that information between those two applications seamlessly. And we'll talk about some features that are really exciting when it comes to Business Central uh, that make that integration with Excel even more powerful. All of those things really optimize your operations. They allow your end users to work even more efficiently. And then on the far left-hand side, you'll see that it, it also empowers employees, right? We're giving them the ability to transact in a different way in the cloud. Um, and that connection with Azure can provide us even more opportunities, again, relating to some of those features within Flow and Power Apps. All of that's great, but if you're thinking about where this is really going to drive uh, your business forward, you're probably thinking about your revenue dollars, right? So that engagement with your customers, whether that's by integrating Business Central with an application like CRM or with an online hosted website for customer orders um, or other areas in which you can better engage your clients. So that customer engagement is really focused on where you can leverage the application to drive additional incremental revenue with the customers you're already working with and lead to prospecting uh, and that conversion from prospect to customer for clients or customers that you have not yet met. And then at the bottom of the loop here, you'll see this transform product. So with, with anyone in the uh, manufacturing or light manufacturing space, free manufacturing, other areas of business, the ability to really run some of those insightful analytics on the products that you're providing today um, and seeing the opportunities uh, to, to transform those products or the way you deliver those products is, is certainly impactful. So this is something that I feel very passionately about, but drilling straight down to the center of that graphic and really focusing on Dynamics Business Central, uh, thinking about what's included directly inside the application is many of those features that you know and love within Dynamics NAV. Uh, and for those of you who are on older versions, all of the, the updates and upgrades that have been made in the 2017-2018 releases uh, and then extended even further. This is where Microsoft has made a significant investment to ensure that this application really enables your business. So whether you're in the service industry or doing project-based work for your clients, uh, the ability to leverage the jobs functionality within Business Central to uh, record expenses and bill clients. The operations management, so I mentioned on the previous slide, if you're manufacturing or remanufacturing products, uh, your sales and your sales to distribution process, uh, reporting and analytics, is just such a key part of this puzzle where we're looking at you know, the ability not just to leverage those stock reports within Business Central, which would represent uh, those same reports that we're familiar with in NAV, but new analytics and insights within Business Central. Uh, we'll see in a few minutes 
on the dashboard uh, where we're integrating with Power BI, where intelligent insights are telling us pieces of information about our customers, uh, customers that maybe are at risk for falling past due, where the application is using machine learning to tell us about our customers without us even having to run a report or, or ask the system a question, right? It's just providing us that insight. Supply chain management is certainly a very important piece. Uh, thinking about the distribution of product or services, uh, inbound product, um, the management of subcontract vendors that are doing work on our behalf. It's a powerful part of the business central package. We wouldn't be where we are without the sales and service teams in our organizations. So ensuring that they have access to seamlessly pull quotes from Outlook to Business Central uh, for sales reps to gain access to price books set up by different, different customer groups, uh, as well as enabling our service management profes professionals, uh, whether they're doing on-site service management or those folks that are doing service management in-house. And then lastly, but certainly not least, is the financial management component, the real backbone of the application that translates all of those transactions into our financial results. So let's talk more specifically about some of the robust functionality that we see within Business Central. Uh, we see within the application the real expansion and continued investment in driving a best-in-class application for small and mid-sized businesses. Some of the things that we've seen in Dynamics NAD that have been carried, for, carried forward and further extended within Business Central would be items like the bank integration with the Yodely Electronic Bank integration that comes stock as part of Business Central. We see customer insights, as I just mentioned, where within the dashboard of the application, it's providing us insights into those customers, as well as links to Power BI on customer cards and item cards throughout the application. For those who are familiar with financial dimensions, we see that concept uh, very prevalent within Business Central, the ability to slice and dice information by those dimensions to to find the, the key performance metrics for your organization. Features like item variants that allow us to look at a particular item with many different variations from a single item card is very powerful and can help drive insights into the inventory on hand, the inventory that's ordered, uh, maybe back orders. Lastly, there's very, very robust uh, manufacturing and, and distribution within Business Central, and something I think that many businesses have the opportunity to take advantage of to the extent that they're in either doing assemblies, um, maybe in an older version of NAV, you'd, you'd know those as kits. So if you're doing kitting, uh, work orders, production orders, um, using subcontract vendors, that process, that workflow is, is encapsulated within Business Central and really we see the opportunity for uh, future resource planning and linking there uh, a great opportunity. We see Business Central though as part of a broader set of intelligent business applications. So when we work with our partners at Microsoft, 
we understand that we're working on, on one area that enables your business to take advantage of many other areas within the Microsoft platform. So we've already talked a little bit about that great integration between Business Central and Office 365. Uh, many of you are aware of the LinkedIn acquisition, acquisition a few years ago, the opportunity So the ability to uh, create process automation across apps, uh, leveraging flow for notifications, uh, simple data collection, and synchronization between different data points. As an example, when an opportunity is marked as closed one uh, in your CRM application, we could leverage flow to initiate a project in the jobs module within Business Central. Power Apps uh, is that citizen developer platform that allows you to automate messaging and data sharing between Microsoft and third-party business apps like OneDrive, SharePoint, and Office 365. When you take all of the data that's then created from all of those different sources and is housed in all of those different applications and pull that into Power BI, you can create not just dashboards, but really meaningful and impactful reporting and analytics that shows you the performance and health of different areas of your business. When I think about that relative to the dashboards that we use at Stone Ridge, I think about the insights that I get into my team and my day-to-day -day operations, as well as longer-term performance. How am I performing today versus my performance a year ago? What does my performance this January look like compared to my performance last January? And then if I do forecasting and modeling within Business Central uh, and then link that to Power BI, what am I expecting for the future? All of that is housed on top of Azure. Uh, so for those of you who are familiar with the Microsoft Cloud technology, uh, housed within Azure with the extensibility, we've talked about those extensions, uh, so the ability to create those extensions to extend the functionality. Um, that common data service platform that we hear about from Microsoft, so the ability to hook into that common data service uh, to drive the transfer of information across applications, and the continued investment by Microsoft to create additional connectors and gateways to get access to that common data service. So with all of that connectivity, one thing that we hear from our business decision makers is we're interested in this opportunity to take advantage of the powerful platform um, and the opportunity to upgrade to Business Central, but we're curious, how is security managed? We hear about these scary security breaches in the news. We hear concern from, as I mentioned, those business decision makers. Uh, it's a big deal. Uh, your data and your data privacy is very important. And it's something that Microsoft uh, has rigorous standards around and handles security better than the standard internal IT team could expect to do. So if you're thinking about your application that today might be sitting on a server, in a closet, or at a data warehouse, um, and then you think about the Microsoft Cloud security that exists, there's a couple of key points that I'd really like to emphasize. First and foremost, the 
Initial security into the application is based on licenses that are assigned within Active Directory the same way that Office 365 is managed today. So for those folks who have made the transition to Office 365, this transition will feel very similar uh, to you or very familiar to you. Um, we then see within the application uh, the role-based security. So jumping down just a few bullets on my slide, uh, we see the role-based security then is that added layer within the application. So for folks who have Active Directory users assigned to Access Nav today, with then role-based security set up within the Dynamics NAV application, we would see the same concept in Business Central. You'd have the ability to assign role-based security within Business Central, and then even further from there assign more specific uh, security standards to specific end users. There's the encryption uh, that you see today between, um, between you and Microsoft. So data that's flowing back and forth between you and the cloud is encrypted. And those rigorous standards that I mentioned um, are something that Microsoft continues to invest in to ensure that they are an industry leader. They're constantly maintaining and enhancing uh, to prevent threats uh, to the application. They're doing actively doing threat management, uh, intrusion detection, they're testing penetration, um, and they're ensuring that security requirements exist at every stage in the game. So the security standards that they would apply to your production environment are the same as the security standards that they would apply to your sandbox environment. But to them, the, the security of those two areas within the application are of equal importance. So with all of that, one of the last pieces that I'll round out before we actually pop into the application is the fact that Business Central is available to run anywhere. So we've talked a lot about the cloud application. You can also look to transition to Business Central on-premise. This is a nice intermediary step for folks that are looking to the cloud in the, in the future, uh, but just want to make that, that customization um, from CalCode customization to extension customizations and take advantage of the new features that are available. That's a transition we do see or the hybrid deployment. The user experience is the same no matter which deployment uh, you choose to move forward with. I think about this, this opportunity to take your business on the go. So as an end user, uh, and for any of you who have experienced the polar vortex, there were many of us who were stuck at home uh, and could not get to a physical office this year. Um, and that does not mean that I cannot be productive or impactful to my business when I'm stuck at home due to an unfortunate sequence of weather events. Uh, Similarly, you know, we do have those individuals in our organization that are our road warrior, road warriors, right? So our sales folks, our service professionals, uh, maybe even folks that are in our distribution channel that need real-time access to information about our organization. Today they might be picking up a cell phone, calling an individual, or sending an email from their phone and waiting for email results to come back. With Business Central, we can use this, uh, the application, we can access the application from Windows, Android, or iOS devices. Just something I think it's very important to think about as we move forward into this next era of ERP applications. 
So I'm going to take a quick moment to pop over to my demo environment and get that open here. And as with all demos, we cross our fingers and our toes. going to pull this up. So I am now within a business central sandbox <clears throat> and I'm within the rule center. I've assigned myself the user of business manager. So I not only care in my role uh, as business manager about the um, sales and receivable side of the business. I also care about the purchasing and payable side of the business. I'm looking for a holistic view of my organization and I get that with my role center. So for those of you who are familiar on the left hand side of the screen um, in nav with the traditional uh, navigation menu, that's now been flipped to the top of the application. So we still have access to the same areas within finance, but now they're on my role center and I can click to quickly access them. Similarly, I can do the same with sales, for purchasing and I can also click on this light bulb tell me what you want me to do well application business central I want to pay vendor when I type pay vendor I get a couple different results I can go to create vendor payments I maybe am thinking about mm, I want to pay vendors but first I need to run my aged AP report uh, I might go to reports and analysis so perhaps I'm actually looking for my vendor item statistics. Um, and if I hit show all five, perhaps I said pay vendor, but um, I'm having a brain fog at the moment. And perhaps what I actually meant was register customer payments, right? So the application is providing me results to help guide my activity within the application. And where within Dynamics NAV, we had to know what that particular area of the application was called in order to leverage that search functionality. Uh, we had to use the, the correct keywords when we were searching. Here we've got a fuzzy search logic that's actually trying to help guide me to where the application thinks I might need to go. So I can say pay vendor. I could also say vendor payment. And if I hit enter, that was not what I had intended to do. Vendor payment. It'll also provide me with a response, but it's actually gonna give me a little bit different results down here because perhaps vendor payment most quickly aligns with vendor bills. There's telemetry with the application that's tracking when search results are returned. Uh, the, the timeliness of the response, so we want to make sure that users that are searching are getting timely responses and then also uh, the drill down and access to those different areas within the application. So talking again about this role center concept, similar to folks who are in NAV 2009, R2 or current, you're currently experiencing a role center when you're logging into the application. Those role centers are assigned to various users um, and they're intended to drive our activity within the application. The goal of the role center is to focus the user on the pieces of information and the activities that they need in order to complete their tasks for the day. 
So as the business manager, I care about these insights from the last month. I want to know who my top customer is and the amount of their, their purchases. Um, I also care about other statistics, both on the purchasing side and perhaps in the, in the distribution side. So these scrolling insights from last month are intended to perform almost like a news feed, provide me those top level insights and anywhere where there's an underline, I have the ability to drill down into the application to learn more, to see the detailed ledger entries. Uh, so in this case, here's the School of Fine Arts. I can see, oh, here's my other top customer. So the School of Fine Arts spent uh, this much, made this amount in purchases, this is $23,000. Um, a Datum Corp was then my next largest customer. They made significant purchases from us. And then our, our other customers, they made some purchases, but just not nearly as, as large. I could then launch this in Excel to be able to further work with this data. I might also care about my inventory. So my best selling item was the Athens desk with 18 units sold. I could click here to see who made those purchases. Where did those 18 desks go? Continuing down the applications, we were talking about the role center driving activities and insights for the most important pieces of information that a specific user needs in order to complete the task at hand, their most important work for the day. So we've got this concept of tiles, again, for those folks who are in NAV 2009 R2 or current, it's going to look sort of similar to the tiles that you see on your homepage or your role center today. Uh, this is driving our activities. So if I'm a customer service representative that's responsible for taking sales quotes and sales orders and ensuring that they're transferred for shipment and ultimately invoiced, uh, I might be focused on these work queues. Similarly, if I'm in purchasing or payables, I might be looking at these work queues, the number of active purchase orders we have, uh, purchase invoices that are not posted or only partially posted, and then purchase invoices that are due next week. I can tell you for those users that are like me, when I'm flooded with this information and perhaps I'm logging into a new application for the first time, I wanna know what does this number seven mean? I love that when you hover over the field within the application, it's telling you this specifies my sales invoices that are not yet posted or only partially posted. Aha, that's what I'm going to see. If I click on this tile, it is going to take me to those specific seven invoices. And then as I look at this list on the left-hand side of the page, much like we see today in our fact boxes and dynamics NAV, when I click on a row, it's going to show me some additional information about that particular record. Uh, in this case, it's sharing with me some customer statistics. So in this case, this customer has this specific invoice open. They've also got outstanding orders and $19,000 in outstanding invoices. Perhaps it's time I give them a call for payment. As we move on down the page, uh, we've got additional work queues, so we've got payment queues, uh, depending again on my roles and responsibilities within the application. Uh, inbound documents, uh, these may be documents that are coming into the application from integration with Office 365 or another data source. Perhaps that's all fine, well, and good, but I've actually got in my role uh, some sales quotes that I need to generate within the application. I can generate sales quotes in a variety of different ways. 
I can generate a sales quote from within Office 365. I can generate a sales quote from the customer card. I can generate a sales quote from the contact card or right here on the home page. I can generate a sales quote and I can link that to a datum. So I called them and asked them to please pay their invoice and they said, sure, no problem, we'd like to buy some more. And from there, I then can link to add items and seamlessly move across the page. So perhaps they said, mm, we'll buy 12 mobile pencils from you. So you can see the features and functionalities within this page are very familiar to the format of documents uh, within Dynamics NAV. And certainly there's areas where I can, um, I've got this zoomed in for the webinar to ensure folks can see, but I can also extend the application. So hiding some of that peripheral information to give me more real estate on the page. So that I'm looking just focused at, at the document. Um, I can edit this. Since this is not a posted document, I can delete the page. So I can delete the sales quote before I even move on. Perhaps I goofed something up or they called me back and said, oh, no, 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 we've changed our mind. Uh, we don't need those mobile pedestals. I'd like to jump back to our role center to talk about a couple of other areas within the role center that I think are particularly important, again, for folks that are considering the transition to Business Central. So I love these, this insights view. Uh, and in this case, I've got it to my cash cycle viewed by month. And this gives me trend lines that are showing me my day sales outstanding, my day sales of inventory, uh, my payments outstanding, and my cash cycle. So what's the churn through those different areas? And what does that indicate to me, either relative to the health of my business or my cash flow? So this allows me to see data points. And when I hover over the data points, it's giving me the specific uh, metrics for that moment in time. So for December of 2017, uh, my day sales outstanding was only two days. That's pretty marvelous. My day's payments outstanding though was zero days. Uh, that's a little alarming. Maybe we should wait a little longer before we're cutting those checks. Uh, our inventory turn was 17 days, uh, but our cash cycle was not healthy, right? So um, if we think about that in terms of our business, this might drive changes to business processes outside the application or automation uh, to trigger different activities within the application that can make your business run more efficiently. Scrolling down, in this example, I'm a business manager that cares about specific financial details. Uh, so you can see I've got quite the low checking account balance and Shamelessly, I have $0 in my savings account, but man, we have $96,000 in petty cash, and I think we're all going to Jamaica. Um, but specifically, being able to tag favorite accounts and perhaps tagging here receivables, payables, and some specific revenue accounts or some specific expense accounts to give you insights is intended to drive for a business manager or a user in a specific area of the organization um, the appropriate insight into the areas that will impact how they do their job day to day, right? By having this information front and center, when I'm on my homepage, uh, I'm able then to quickly ask, Hey, Susie, in accounting, what the heck is going on with our savings account? I think you need to take petty cash to the bank. On the right-hand side, then I'm filtering to my trial balance. Um, 
I can look at various periods. I can change uh, what my default is for the periods that are shown. Um, and I can look at the chart information. So perhaps I'm not a finance professional. I see trial balance. And I'm curious, what on earth is this calculating for me? I see my revenue and my costs, but what is this chart providing to me? What is it summarizing? What are the details that are flowing into this? So we can see my income before interest and tax is not in healthy shape. Um, at the bottom here, we've got a report inbox. So to the extent that we're transitioning reports uh, between users within Business Central. And then I am in a sandbox environment that is not integrated with Power BI. But to the extent that I was in a sandbox that um, was integrated with Power BI, I could link to specific uh, Power BI dashboard uh, for my organization here. I then would have the ability to drill down on those dashboards and jump to Power BI. So it's just a high level, uh, just focused on the role center and a couple of those key areas within the application. Uh, I'll jump quickly for those finance folks on the call to the chart of accounts. Uh, so this is my chart of accounts. Uh, here you'll see the familiar um, grouping that you might see today in Dynamics NAV, your net change in balance columns, your ability to drill down to view those ledger entries, uh, lots of similarities with Dynamics NAV. Um, I then might want to modify this list, or I might to want to go to my general journal, and I want to show one specific thing within the general journal. I may want to, from here, uh, go to standard journals, create and save this as a standard journal. Um, for those of you today are, who are leveraging preview posting, I might want to link this to an incoming document. So create a link between the transaction and a document that's coming into the application, maybe for a particular expense entry that I'm making um, or an adjustment that I'm making that I want to track. Another thing I can do is I can look at my document numbering from here. Um, I can apply my entries. I can manage transactions. Uh, so I, I demonstrate this to show just a lot of similarities to the application that you're leveraging today. And again, I've got this zoomed way in for, for the demo. I can click in the upper right-hand corner and seamlessly pull this to uh, the view that makes the most sense. Um, clearing the clutter and focusing the activity around the task at hand. So let's just take a moment um, and pop back to, pop back to talk about then as we're looking to move forward. Perhaps I've got you energized. Uh, you're thinking to yourself, this is exactly what we need. Um, how do I get there, Natalie? So let's just flip to my presentation. And then we're going to get back to that PowerPoint. There we go, cost considerations. So I've got you energized, and now you're thinking, I know, Natalie, but how much is this going to cost me, right? I'm glad we're having this little conversation with one another. So your current version of NAV is a big factor in determining what is going to be the level of effort to move from where you are today 
to Business Central. Within that, it's really looking at the scope of business processes that you're currently using today within the application and the degree of change that's within the system for those processes. So if you're currently leveraging uh, Dynamics NAV for accounts payable, but you're not leveraging three-way matching, and you'd like to use three-way matching in the future, right? You'd like to match that purchase order, the purchase invoice, and the, the shipment received of, of the items or, or products. Uh, you, in order to start leveraging three-way matching, might need to change your business process. We might also need to enable specific functionality within Business Central. So really looking at what am I using today, the level of change for those processes that you expect based on what you know today about your business, and any specific new scope items or improvements that you desire as part of this transition to Business Central. We'll then need to layer on top of that information, what is the existing customizations that you have, the condition of that code, so do you have customizations that actually relate to third-party ISV products that also are published on AppSource that you'd like to use in the future? That transition will be relatively lightweight. But if you've got heavy customizations within the application that perhaps were done uh, over a, a long period of time and perhaps it's buggy code that we've had issues with, that level of customization to pull to the cloud is going to be a different level of effort. Again, looking at the condition of that code and the data, right? So to, to the extent that we're doing an, an upgrade at any point in time, uh, we should be looking at the data that you currently have. Was there any place within the application we turned off validation on particular fields or pieces of data within our, our card records, our customers, our vendors, our items? Um, and what's our data migration requirement? How much data do we want to bring forward into Business Central? Uh, ideally, many organizations are going to say all of my historical data, but then when we start to peel the onion, there might be specific pockets of data where there's not value in bringing that information to the cloud. We're able to replicate certain data tables, uh, actually many of the data tables from Dynamics NAV to Business Central uh, with some tools that are being released in the April 2019 Business Central release. But we might decide as we're, when we work with you as a business, there are certain pieces of information that we do not want in the cloud, right? We want to clean up some data. Uh, and the last piece is the cost consideration. I love this graphic, so I'm going to share this graphic. Uh, when we think about the total cost of ownership for Business Central, there's a pretty big shift, right? So we're moving to the user-specific licensing where each named user is going to have a license as opposed to the concurrent licensing mo uh, model of the past. What that means is if you previously had 50 end users that were toggling between 30 uh, user licenses that you had for Dynamics NAV, in Business Central, that is going to be 50 licenses. Uh, we have full licenses and we have limited licenses, but at the end of the day, it's 50 licenses in the cloud. We think about on-prem, though, we have those additional costs that are probably baked into all sorts of different expense accounts within your, within your balance sheet, right? So we've got uh, the infrastructure costs, we've got ongoing maintenance, uh, patches that we're applying, maybe with regularity, maybe not. Uh, we've got those IT resources that are responsible for juggling all of those things. Obviously, the upgrades and the timing around those upgrades and depending on the lag between upgrades, the cost of those upgrades, uh, and then training. 
When I think about the cloud, there's a couple pieces that fall off that list, right? You no longer have a server in a closet or a server in a data center or a server that's hosted on a hosting application. Uh, that goes away. That becomes part of our licensing cost. We also get rid of those patches, right? We're moving to those monthly releases that are monthly bug releases that are being pushed so that you can take advantage of them real time. So you don't have this accumulation um, <clears throat> of items that need to be pulled into the application. We're able to take them in bite-sized pieces and pull them into Dynamics Business Central. So if you're still with me and you're still excited about Business Central, let's talk about what you and your team can do to prepare. Uh, I think that preparation is uh, an excellent way for your organizations to start gearing up about a strategic initiative, uh, such as a transition to Business Central. Um, so let's start with process. Do you currently possess a catalog and documentation of the various processes that are performed by the end users within the organization? Does the documentation or the catalog of processes that you have align with your current state of your business and where you see your business going in the future? Are we asking users to perform the tasks that are most important that drive uh, insights and results for our organization and is that standardized across individuals that are in similar roles? We also need to look at those system changes, right? Identify any area where we'd like things to be different in the future. We need to look at the code. Uh, this is something that we certainly can assist you with, um, or if you've got in-house developers or uh, admins that have access to view these things within the application, we wanna look at those third-party add-ins. What add-ins do you have today? Um, what, what value are they providing to your organization, and is that an add-in that we'd like to continue, continue to leverage going forward? Or is there perhaps stock functionality that could replace that third-party offering? And then a, a deeper review of the application customizations, page modifications, custom reports, and report modifications, just to help us get an idea of what's the base? Where are we starting from? And then, as I just mentioned, uh, data. What are you willing to purge or archive? And really cleaning house. Do we have customer records with a state code of MN and a state code of Minnesota and a state code of Midwest? That doesn't fly, right? We need to go through some of those data cleanup activities up front. And the more that you and your team can do to prepare for those data cleanup activities or to identify records to purge or archive, uh, the cleaner the, the process will be when we transition to Business Central. I think that in conjunction with all of these things that are very tactical and business focused, there's an opportunity to prepare your team for success. So to the extent that you have internal developers or internal admins uh, that are currently working within the application, uh, perhaps you've got folks internally that are uh, customizing Dynamics NAV, get those folks access to resources rel related to the new architecture. Uh, make sure that those folks are dialed in uh, to the extensions model. Um, for anyone who's been previously certified as uh, for dev on Dynamics NAV, there are Microsoft certifications that are coming for Business Central. Uh, so that's something that you may want to, to investigate for those development team members that you have. Uh, study up on Visual Studio. This is the new development environment. Uh, and anyone who's currently 
developing using Cal code will be relatively comfortable with AL code. Um, there's a lot of different resources out there from Microsoft, uh, partners like Stone Ridge and others that will help ramp those folks to be comfortable with the application moving forward. We've got those folks in the technical and infrastructure roles, <clears throat> making sure that support folks are um, aware of that extension model as well as app source. So the ability to extend the application versus customizing the application will be important going forward. And then our business analysts and process subject matter experts, let's make sure that they're getting familiar with user interface changes now and they're studying up on the new processes and features that are available in Business Central going forward. That will allow them to come into the upgrade project eyes wide open about the opportunity that lay ahead for you and your organization. So what's next? Uh, I know Sabrina and Michelle are very excited um, to share what's next. Sabrina, as we have a few minutes left, can you share other questions that have come through? Yeah, we had uh, one question. You kind of touched on it uh, after it was asked, but I'll, I'll ask it anyway in case you want to expand on this. Can you buy uh, perpetual licensing versus rent and subscribe in Business Central? And I don't know if Michelle would be probably be the best one to answer that question. Yeah, you have both options. You can do subscription licensing or perpetual uh, pay once and then pay the annual maintenance licensing. All right, I hope that answered your question. And if there are any other questions, feel free to type those in the in the questions pane here. And as we wait for those kind of to come in, um, I'll just let you guys know that we do have upcoming uh, webinars that will be focusing on some of the other new features in Business Central and what's coming in the April release. So watch your email and I'll be sending out some information on, on those upcoming webinars. I think another thing that's important, Sabrina, for folks is to check out those NAV user group events. So they've started to add business central content to NAV user group events. I know Microsoft has sort of been making the rounds too to those events to make sure that they're doing show and tells of the application and answering questions. Uh, and I think that direct connect opportunity to Microsoft is invaluable for somebody who's considering this type of transition. Yeah. All right, seeing no more questions, we can go ahead and wrap up for today. Thank you, Natalie, for your, your exceptional presentation. And if you think of any other questions um, after this, go ahead and feel free to reach out to us. And we're happy to get those questions answered.